The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big and win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And next, we're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And finally, we're brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hi ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 134 goes out to the Easter Bunny, of course, because um, today's his big day. I think it's, yeah, I think that's it. So if you celebrated Easter, happy Easter to you. If you're uh, one of our friends celebrating Ramadan, I think that's still on. Happy Ramadan, and whatever you celebrate, this one goes out to you. So episode 134, thanks for coming to this here podcast. We got another jam-packed episode, as we usually do. I would be your host. Uh-oh, I forgot my nickname again. Oh, I I remember it. I still am Beast in 25H, Jeff Fox. Um, you may know me from sportsgamblingpodcast.com or moneymma.substack.com or this year podcast because we've got 134 of them in the books. So, um, now I'm hoping, speaking of the Easter Bunny, I'm hoping he brought uh, my co-host a clue because he definitely needs one after uh, this weekend because um, he did you people dirty, as we like to say in the business. Um, but it, it happens to the best of us. It hasn't happened to me this year, but hey. <laughs> happens, it happens to the rest of you, uh, plebes. But anyway, let's bring him in. His name is Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Yeah, it, it, I, I usually I have some kind of snappy defense, uh, and I, I trust me, I had prepared one while I was watching, uh, including a fight that I believe I should have gotten right, and then uh, because the MMA gods giveth and the MMA gods taketh away. Uh, yep. Then I was immediately, shortly thereafter, given a fight that I believe I should not have had for literally the exact same reason. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, it, it was a no good, bad night filled with uh, terrible fights that I didn't get right. Yes, it was a very, <laughs> a very odd weekend for MMA, Friday and, and Saturday. Um, we probably should just dive right into it. Um, since it is already late on Sunday, and my favorite basketball team, the Phoenix Suns, are playing, and Dan's favorite baseball team, the Atlanta Braves, are playing, and yet we're still recording for you, lovely fans, because we love you. So your your yeah, sons look phenomenal right now, by the way. They're, well, they're I'm, I'm recording, so I don't, I don't want to oh, hear. Oh shit! Okay? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that, that, that's there's a real spoiler. The Suns are, are doing good against the Pelicans. Go figure. But anyhow, <laughs> all right. Let's um let's tell you about Winbet, and then we'll, we'll uh. Maybe I'll tell you about Coors Light, too, and then we'll crack into this here thing. Dan will need a few, a few Coors Lights in him before we get to get to his results. All right, first win bet. Make sure to get down on the win bets. I, I, damn it, I messed it up this time. I did it all right last time. I messed it up this time. Make sure to get down on the wins 
bet $10, win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. And, of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I messed up just to show everyone that we this goes straight to your ears. There's no editing involved whatsoever, so all the mess-ups are on purpose. Let's tell you about Coors Light. Do you ever feel like you're always on? I do. Except when I do these ad reads, because I'm totally off when I do them for some reason. Work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues, and the expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. When cracking open a Coors Light would be perfect for, uh, one would, would it be perfect for you to crack open a Coors Light? Maybe when you go, what, six and eight with your, uh, with your UFC uh, Vegas 51 picks like that, that might be a good time to uh, crack up, open a Coors Light and, uh, and um, sit back and chill and think about all, all the mess, all the messes that you've caused for everybody who listened to you and followed you. But that's just one example of when would be a good time to crack into Coors Light. Because when you or me or Dan or anyone needs a second, take a second to chill for themselves, I reach for the beer. You reach for the beer. Dan reaches for the beer. That's made to chill. It's Coors Light. Get it delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I think I proved it that we don't edit this thing after those two ad reads, right? <laughs> they were super smooth. It's smooth it's as a Coors Light going down. <laughs> that That's a good save there, first of all. And then <laughs> second of all, you know, it's late. You know, and and you can't both get picks right all the time and do great ad yeah. reads. Uh, I do one, you, you can't do the other. Be on, Dan. I always <laughs> feel like I have to be on. All right. Um, let's start with Bellator because Bellator did a lot of Bellatory things, even though like <laughs> a lot of it is like not even. That's the thing about Bellator. I guess it's the karma around them, the the juju. Uh, they just don't. Bellator things happen to them, even when they don't aren't out there being Bellator, when they're just. Mind their own business. Bellatory things happen. Like in the SAP Center in San Jose, California, at Bellator 277, uh, top two uh, fights had a lot of Bellator happening in them. Um, these are the fights that Dan, Dan picked. He got them both wrong, but first one, the main event was a big, uh, at least odds-wise, was a big upset. And the co-main event, we had no contest. Um, so co-main event was for the light heavyweight championship and for the Bellator Light Heavyweight Grand Prix, and the winner of that gets a million bucks. So someone was guaranteed to walk out with an extra million bucks last night, except they weren't. No one walked out with an extra million bucks because Corey Anderson accidentally um, headbutted Vadim Nemkov at 4.55 in the third round, uh, round that he dominated. Um, second round, he also dominated after uh, Nemkov clearly won the first round. So basically... It was a no contest. If the fight had lasted through to the end of the third round, it would have they would have gone to the judges' scorecards because more than half of the fight would have been completed. There's a lot of odd rules with this uh, this thing, but um, what I heard is as long if it had lasted through the third round, so another five seconds or whatever, it would have been it would have gone to the scorecards. Corey Anderson more than likely would have won. He pretty much dominated the last two rounds, and he would have been the champion, and he would have been a million dollars richer. But no, because this is Bellator. 
So the tournament ended with no winner, and they're going to have to try to rerun it, the finals at least. Yeah, it it was bizarre in a way yep. that we could only hope that a Bellator Grand Prix would be because like, like <laughs> yep. they've already that that tournament's already had multiple replacements, right? If I'm not yep. mistaken, right? Like we we saw uh, was it Yoel Romero who pulled out, and we wound up with a replacement fight for Nemkov in the semifinals. So like. <sighs> I mean, it just goes to show as much as we love tournaments and we love thinking about tournaments and we love booking tournaments and stuff like that. At the end of the day, in modern MMA, it just, like, doesn't work anymore, right? Like, it, it just doesn't – with the way people get hurt and the way stuff lines up, it, it's just, like, not made for the, the modern MMA anymore. So, um, yeah, like, not fun that it got uh, sort of – thrown out like this kind of sucks if you had a uh cory anderson ticket as i suggested you should and you wind up uh-huh. i mean at least with the push at least you're not like walking out of there with empty-handed you, you at least get right. your money back on it but uh you know like it sucks that you were five seconds away from just cashing that thing and we will talk about dqs that turn <laughs> into technical decisions trust me we will get to yeah. it um but yeah like you know kind of kind of annoying but at the end of the day like maybe it serves a good purpose to just tell you that like, we need to stop doing this. What? Uh, fighting or gambling? No, tournaments in general. They're just, we can still they, gamble. They, yeah, we can, we can still do that. I, I mean, okay, I, I think, I think it would be kind of a bummer to the idea of hosting this podcast if we could keep doing that. So, okay. Yeah, we, we, we can keep doing that. All right, good. Um, yeah, it's, um, like I said, it was a very bellatory thing to happen. Um, so Corey Anderson, he still got a quarter million bucks, so that's not too shabby. You can get all the, the payouts actually were released by the State Athletic Commission, so you get those on my MMA site, money, MMA-substack.com, if you want to see how much everyone got paid out. But, like, he could have got a million bucks. And and like Dan said, people that were betting on Corey Anderson probably were a little bummed because he seemed to – he really turned things around after after the first round and – well, who knows? Who knows what would have really happened after this uh, if if this fight had continued? But he uh, had clearly won round two and three. Um, and Anderson, you could add him at plus money, plus one forty two is what he was at when we recorded. And then Dan gave out the picks. You got to think uh, uh, Scott Coker, Bellator, Perez had whatever his official title is. Uh, says they're probably going to try to re uh, run it back in the summer sometime. You got to think the odds are going to be more um, in the Pickham area, you, you got to think, after after what Anderson showed. Yeah, I, I think they probably wind up being exactly that, just the Pickham. Because yeah. like, it's not like he was so dominant that you would make him a favorite. It's not that, um, you know, he, he was getting beat the way we thought he would. It, he was doing slightly better, and the odds were pretty darn close to begin with. Yeah, but... What I'm saying is your, your chance of getting plus money on him are probably probably over, uh, unfortunately. So um, that was very Bellatory. The main event, I wouldn't say it was Bellatory in a bad way. It was uh, two of the best fighters in Bellator. They, they had a pretty good fight. Um, people think it was a controversial decision. Uh, Patricio Pitbull ended up winning the rematch, which we both predicted he would not. Uh, he beat AJ McKee, who was, what, minus, when we recorded, he was minus 455. Um, uh, Pitbull was plus 280. Uh, being in 49, 46, 48, 47, 48, 47, um, th- th- there was some controversy about the about the scoring just because it was a close fight. I I think the right man won. I had uh, Pitbull 
uh, winning 48-47. If I remember correctly, I had McKee win round, round one, Pitbull win, win the next three, and then I had McKee win the last round, I believe. Yeah, I, I actually think I gave round one to Pitbull. Um, it was, it was, was kind of a toss-up, right? Yeah, like, like I, I agree with you on, on five for McKee. I think that that one was yep. obvious. And I think two, three, four were pretty clearly Pitbull, too. Um, yep. And then, yeah, you, you could flip a coin on, on round one. But, like, under no circumstance could you give McKee more than one in five. And, yep. uh, you know, the, the big bellatory moment of this that kind of marred it was the fact that AJ McKee's dad told him going into round five that he was up four rounds. Uh, yep. So, it, and somewhat surprisingly, that's the best round he had was round five after being told that. Um, which I, I don't know what that means. Maybe he needed to quote unquote play it safe uh, in the earlier rounds, and maybe he would have done better. But um, yeah, I, I think the, the right person won. I think we're set up for a trilogy now. Also, fun fact, if you've checked on MMADecisions.com, yeah. uh, there are three people who scored it for uh, <laughs> AJ McKee, and just two of them happen to work for Sure Dog. There you <laughs> go. The Sure Dog hate continues. It's, be- it's beautiful. This one was too easy. I was like, when I was, yeah. I so I watched the fight kind of like half acid, and then I was like, you're half on acid, you said? Oh, half. It's half, just like a half, half a, a tab? Is that what you a, said? A-S-S-E-D. Half acid. Um, oh, is that a uh, word? Yeah. Yeah. Acid? Okay. That's true. A-S-S-E-D would be. A-S, you didn't say A-C-I-D. Like you didn't t- take half a tab correct, and watch correct, it? Correct. Correct. I did not. All right. no, I don't just, do just clear, uh, Because we don't have any sponsors uh, that, are, that produce acid. So. That okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I was just kind of like half watching uh, the main event, and I thought it was Pitbull pretty easily, and I was like, maybe I have to go back and watch it uh, based on some of the, the Twitter responses, because some people seem to think that uh, AJ McKee was even remotely in this fight, and I was like, hmm, maybe I'll just check MMA decisions first before I, I come to a real conclusion, and saw that, and I was like, <laughs> nope, this is perfect. This is exactly what I needed to see. <laughs> and, no, it's um, one of my longtime readers uh, of my sites emailed me saying, um, like, uh, upset about uh, the scoring. Um, not that upset about the scoring in that fight, not saying what side he was on. And I said, yeah, it was. So I replied, yeah, it was pretty clear that Pitbull won three rounds too, and he was on the other side of it. So, hey, who's to say? <laughs> Everyone sees these things differently, apparently. But um, I think the right man won the fight. Uh, it was a pretty good fight. Did you see anything else in that card? I hear there was, there was some fight that the – Severe MMA guys are going insane over was the uh, Luna versus Hernandez fight. Supposedly was was a banger. Did you see that one at all or hear I, about I've, it? I've caught some highlights of it, but I didn't yeah. go back and watch the whole thing largely because uh, again, I'm just most of the undercards of Bellator fights, even if they're <laughs> exciting, just kind of a bummer. I did watch uh, both Aaron Pico versus Adley Edwards, which yeah. I was in on Adley Edwards. I thought he had a chance, especially as a plus 800 underdog. I even threw it in the slack, being telling people to yeah. keep an eye out for him. Uh, and, and Aaron Pico is really evolving into the person we kind of always thought he should have been, uh, which is, you know, upsetting here for Adley Edwards. But, man, did that dude just keep pushing forward and keep trying. Um, and then I watched the Linton Vessel versus Tim Johnson fight, too, which I hear that was hilarious. I mean, it's it's a Tim Johnson fight. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and slowly, Linton Vessel, despite being like not big enough to be a real heavyweight, is now beaten like, like 
a thousand years old. Yeah, and like really fucking old is now beating like a handful of heavyweights, like legit ass heavyweights in the UFC in a row in, or in the Bellator in a row rather in uh is probably looking at a heavyweight title shot. You said legit heavyweights in Bellator, did you? The oh, the most interesting statement. How about how about the most legit heavyweight <laughs> in, in Bellator? Yeah, uh, I mean, Tim, I don't even know. I'll, I'll say this: Tim Johnson is legit enough. He did beat Tyrell Fortune, who I am pretty high on. He also beat Sergey Karatanov again, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who, 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 despite being 755 years old, is again like a legit heavyweight. So yeah, like a couple of uh, decent dudes. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. So, anyway, yeah, that's Bellator. They have, what, two events coming up this weekend, right? Back-to-back Friday and Saturday from Hawaii. Hawaii. Are we going to break down any of those fights, you think, next on Wednesday? Do you want to do picks for other – is what? Championship fight in each one, right? Yeah, maybe 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 we'll do the main events and okay. uh, maybe, like, another sleeper pick that we like lower on the card or something like okay. that. There you go, people. So you don't have to ask me in the Slack, so we'll do that. And I think PFL is starting up this week, too, is it not? Like real PFL or the pretend P- Hang on, now I got to No, check. I think the real PFL starting up, I think. Not I the, that not was the challenger. I, I thought that was May for some reason. Okay. But I, I'm going to – we'll put the intern on it. Give me a moment. All right. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, uh, I'm going to tell you about some more of our sponsors while Dan, Dan does that. Um, just You're going to get extra picks again this week. We guarantee you that. You'll at least get some Bellator picks. So, All right. Let me tell you about Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their A1, AG1 supplement. I messed up again. First sentence. So what is this stuff? It's AG1 is what it is, guys. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which we have um, figured out a few episodes ago, uh, help you adapt. To help you start your day right, the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things you're looking for from a supplement. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supported vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanished. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When, whether I'm at home or in public, I never go in public, but if I did, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. And use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings at ipvanish.com slash SGP. 
Okay, intern, get back to you, Dad. Yeah, they're going to – the fights start on Wednesday, so they will probably really? be uh, fighting while we're recording. All right. Uh, so Perfect. you probably won't get PFL picks, uh, but That's from that week on, they go back to their regular Thursday uh, day, so you'll start getting ones uh, on time because this this week – uh, like Yeah, I, I don't know why they did Wednesday this week. That's a weird one. Yeah, but hey. Okay, maybe we'll give you picks coming up. We'll see. Um, you, you can always jump in our SGPN Slack because um, Dan's always giving out losing picks in there, and, and Superfan Jong tails along, and then we both lose together. Right, guys? And That's not always correct, no. Well, <laughs> well it, it happened once. So once equals always now, so that's the way it goes. So, and just you know, joking, go go on the Slack. Everyone um, always has good ideas for, for picks and stuff. And sometimes uh, events are recorded beforehand, and the results get out, <laughs> and you can bet and on then it. You, then you get a real <laughs> tip. <laughs> then you get a real tip. All right. Okay, let's um, hop into this last night's card that Dan's very salty about because he did not do very good in the picks. It was an okay event to watch. Um, UFC and ESPN, Luke versus Muhammad too, uh, went down from the UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada, don't you think that was Las Vegas you were watching last night? It was Enterprise Levada. All right, um, we got the main. I, we got the main fight wrong, Dan, which left a bad taste. Even though I ended up, you know, my picks ended up good as per usual, nine and five. Thank you very much. And up money again. I'm still up money for the year somehow. Um, I still I left a bad taste in my mouth because we whiffed on on the on the main event, which um, which like I said, didn't leave a good taste in my mouth. Um, Bilal, remember his name, everyone, Mohammed. Uh, unanimous decision victory over Vicente Luque, 49-46, It was pretty much going the way we had hoped it would go, um, I th- at least for the first few rounds. Mohammed was, I think, was clearly winning, but Luque was doing a good job corralling him with, with leg kicks, and he was landing the more um, forceful strikes. And it just seemed like it was going to be a matter of time before he finally picked him off and, and finished Mr. Remember the name, but that did not come to pass. Uh, Muhammad rode that tightrope. Um, like I said, it was gonna. It, there is a path to victory for him, but it's going to be a very risky one to, uh, to dance around Vincente Luque for 25 minutes. But but he accomplished it and got himself perhaps the biggest win of, of his career because it's it really puts him in a good spot in the welterweight division now. Yeah, I really didn't think he was going to be able to stick from the outside nonstop for 25 minutes, but that's pretty right. much what he did. You know, like he, yeah. he he circled exceptionally well when Luke moved into range. He either fainted really well to, to you know, deter him from coming in or landed one of those leg kicks. And, you know, and, and then when that stopped working every single round, he shot one takedown. Uh, and that was enough well, to – yeah, yeah it, was, it was enough to – uh, both like, you know, throw some check boxes on his side for the round to win the round, but also enough to, you know, just kind of stop Luke from doing it in the next round long enough uh, that he could possibly win. So, yeah, like really impressive performance for him uh, as far as like being able to get it done and, and pick up a win over a really good opponent. But like, here's my question for you. Immediately after the fight, he calls for Colby Covington. Uh, on, on a on a scale from one to ten, uh, with ten being the most likely and one being the least likely, what are you rating the chance that Colby Covington ever takes that fight? How many yawns would that fight be? You mean? Um, 
yeah, that, that fight's not going to happen. Covington has nothing to, nothing to gain from that fight, and it's uh, Muhammad's not an exciting fighter either. So no, uh, that fight is not going to happen. So. Yeah, it, it's exactly – it's the exact opposite of the Jorge Masvidal fight. He is a guy right. who is extremely difficult to beat, uh, as we just saw with Vicente Luque. As, even with pressure, he's very difficult to beat, and – does not have a huge marquee next to his name that would allow Colby Covington to catapult himself forward. So, like, yeah, why why would he fight below Muhammad uh, when he could fight somebody like, you know, Kamzad or he could fight, you know, a Diaz brother or he could, you know, try to trick Connor or Dustin Poirier to come up and fight him. So, yeah, like, there's no chance he has that. Then he took all kinds of pot shots at, at Leon Edwards. Did you hear this? He said Leon Edwards has Dana White privilege. <laughs> if there a dude, the last man that has Dana White privileges. Yeah, White. I was just gonna say, is there, a, is there a dude who's been more fucked over by Dana White than Leon Edwards? No doubt. I said Leon White. You you know who Leon White was, Dan? Leon White. I don't know Leon White. Vader. Vader. Oh. Big Man Vader. Anyhow. Wow, I did right, love Big Man Vader. I love Vader bombs. Yeah. Uh, oh, great, no doubt. Great How can you not? <laughs> How can you not? But um, if you have to tell people to remember your name, then yeah, that's that's not. You're not a marquee fighter, right? You should not have to tell people to remember your name. Everyone should that, know your name already. That That is true. And don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, it is an impressive performance, and I don't want to yeah. overshadow the fact that, like, I, I do think he's he's doing a really great job of evolving as a fighter and, and using the skills he has to make himself difficult. But, like, man, did he fumble the bag as far as, like, a call-out and, uh, um, like, subsequent interviews. He did not – make himself, you know, he already seems to kind of be hated more than I think is really warranted. And then he just, there's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. There's no good reason. I think he's not that excited about fighter, but there's no good reason to dislike him. Like I, I like no. Bilal Muhammad. I, I think he's, but yeah, like, at the same time, I think somebody needed to coach him through this situation. Cause I think he, <laughs> he bumped. And, you know, looking at the performance rankings that I run on that M- Money MMA uh, Substack, based on um, who who the fighter has beaten, how recently the, the win was, did he finish the fighter, that type of thing. Mohammed's jumped up to number two behind Usman. He's moved ahead, slightly ahead of Leon Edwards. So the performances are definitely there. Um, he is very similar to Leon Edwards, though. One of those, like, he wins, but he's not really that exciting or impressive ever when he wins, but he keeps winning. Yeah, I, I mean, like him, him versus Leon would make a lot of sense. Although it looks like Leon's getting a title shot, so uh, maybe if Leon loses, just line him up. Yep. First Vader bomb uh, wins wins the fight. Whoever does the Vader bomb first is the winner. Is uh, <laughs> is my decision. But yeah, I, I were you thinking we had that one in the bag too? I was just waiting. Like I thought, okay, Luke is going to finish it anytime now, and I'm already like thinking ahead. Like, hmm, I wonder how he would do against Palms that and all that type of thing, but. Yeah, it never happened. When when he didn't, so I think he, if I'm remembering correctly, it was the third round he kind of hit Bilal with a pretty big shot and seemed to have yeah, him on yeah. wobbly legs. When he didn't finish him there, I immediately started worrying that this was over and Bilal was going to win uh, three or four rounds. Yeah, uh, it like, was the first couple rounds. I was I was still thinking it was headed the right way for us. Yeah, and then when he stunned him yeah. but didn't About get the, the finish, I was yeah, like, it was oh, around the third round. Like, no, okay. this, this is going to add in the wrong way. Yeah. And he, he went away from the leg kicks. They were working so well for him the first few rounds. Uh, he seemed to, like, abandon them as the fight went on. 
Yeah, and Gilbert Burns was even yelling from the stands to go back to him, uh, and he didn't. Yeah, because so. it was working. Yeah, and it would have twenty five minute fight. It would have would have kept Muhammad in front of him. You think eventually if he kept beating up his legs, but hey, who am I to say? Um, so anyhow, we we whiffed on that one. Um, got the next one right. This this was a good one because we got plus one twenty on this one. Kyle Bohalo. Um, yeah, he looked darn good. I, I'm trying to think if I do I remember him because he fought twice in the contender series because he looked good in the contender series or because he has a stupid neck tattoo. I'm thinking it's probably the neck tattoo that made me remember him. But anyway, uh, he looked good I, last night. I, I liked him on the contender series. I thought he got yeah, screwed. Yeah, I think I did too. Screwed and had to fight twice because he beat Aaron Jeffrey, yeah. who I right. was like, he, he's UFC level talent already. I, I remember yeah. picking Kai Bohayo, but remember thinking like, it's a shame that Aaron Jeffrey got given Kai Bohayo because like at the end of the day, he really ought to have like both of them could have been signed and it would have been no big deal. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Bohio, he looked great. He did exactly what we said he was going to in stuffing uh, Omar Godzaev's takedown attempts. But here's what I'm going to say. And this is going to be the second time I'm going to say it because I'm going to say it twice over the course of this episode. He ought to have lost this fight. And I, I'm glad I got the pick right. <laughs> yep. But like, he he should lose this fight. He should not have gotten a win in his record. And, like, you could catapult him forward in the rankings or whatever you wanted afterwards by saying he was the better fighter and he controlled the fight and he was winning through the third round. But at the end of the day, he threw an incredibly illegal strike in a situation that it was obviously illegal. It was targeting, <laughs> yep. it was targeting the head. Like, it wasn't like he shot the elbow and it slipped and he landed on it. Yep. He was shooting to knee the guy in the head when he was on the ground. He succeeded, and somehow we called it accidental and went to the judges' scorecards. I think just because he was winning, which is not a good reason to give somebody a technical decision that he was, like, already winning. So, um, and I'll, I'll be back at this again in a little while. Like, <laughs> yep, it was one of those weekends. Yeah, when somebody throws a blatantly illegal strike and ends a fight, uh, I don't care if they're already winning. You don't go to the judges' scorecards. You just say that was blatantly illegal. You can't foul someone in the NBA and say you didn't mean to, and they say, okay, that's fine. But, you know, if if you broke the rules and it ended the fight, then you lost. But, but we're glad he didn't in this case. Yeah, and I, I really um, like Kai Bohio. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I think he's a fun fun fighter to watch. He's a great up-and-comer. Um, obviously, he's, like, head and shoulders better than Godzilla Omar Godzaev. Like, but, like, at the end of the day, he should lose his fight. That's how yeah. the rules work. Exactly. No, that's not how they work, unfortunately. That's not how the rules work. I guess it's up to the ref. To it is, no, but, it, it was but here's, that's the, here's thing. the thing, though. It is how the rules work. Like, the, the, the thing is, when the rules are applied appropriately, that's a DQ. Like, that's just how it works. But, yeah, if, 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 the referee, if the referee declares it's intentional, right. But, and, but and the referee you're gonna, didn't. You're going to so. have to really <laughs> explain to me how yeah. a knee – Aiming for the head, yeah, landing yeah. on the head is accidental. <laughs> no, it's true. Very true. So I guess I buried the lead. He won via technical decision, 29-27, 29-27, 29-27, because, what, about a minute left in the fight? It was 3.56 when it got stopped. He threw an illegal knee. So um, the ref deemed it accidental, quote-unquote. Uh, the quote's my own. And so since more than half the fight was, was through, they went to the – the judge's decision, and Bahia was up two rounds to one, so he won the fight. So there you go. But yeah, Ridic- it, ridiculous. <laughs> true, but we'll take that plus money any day of the week. Um, the next fight, 
me see. Oh, I, I got some more plus money. Haha. Hunter Fialo, plus 150 over Miguel Baeza. Dan had Baeza. I had Fialo. Uh, Fialo, TKO punches, 439 into the first round. Since you um, got this one wrong, Dan, this your homework will be to uh, your your punishment will be to explain this fight to everyone. It's exactly what I said it would be. I I said Miguel Baeza was way better than Andre Fialo, um, and he would beat him up the entire fight unless Andre Fialo landed a big bomb because I said he's a power puncher and pretty much only that. And guess what? He landed a big landed a bunch of bombs. (laughs) Well, I mean, like he he landed a good fight. I think he landed a good uppercut. He landed one really nice uppercut in the clinch and followed it up with a bunch of, um, you know, like good enough follow-up shots to a stunned opponent to knock him out. But, yeah. like, he he was getting badly beat by Baeza. Baeza looked far superior in the first round. Um, Fialo just found his opening uh, right near the end of the first round. Um, I thought Baeza was going to look better than that in his – um, comeback fight here is, is kind of his, his way of getting back on track. And he did look great. I, I don't think he looked stellar enough that I'm like pumped to see him again. Um, and clearly he's not got, three state losses. Yeah. But like the other thing is, I mean, I guess he's not that young, but like he was a really promising prospect and yep. knocked out Matt Brown and, you know, he was three and oh in the UFC to start and losing to Ponzinibbio and chaos Williams aren't bad losses. This Fiala loss, he was winning the whole time before he took a bad shot. I, I think they're going to give him another shot. I'll say that. But, um, man, does he – he's just got to figure out his chin or figure out how to stay a little safer a little longer. Um, cause, you can't you figure know, out your chin. That's, yeah, that's that works. That's, that's true. So maybe the, the latter, that he needs to figure out how to be safe longer. Exactly. Yeah, he, he'll be turning 30 in the summer, which isn't, you know, super old, but it's not – uh, prospect age either so so dan totally downplayed my pick there but i don't care because i won anyhow um we got this next one right too um uh, shitara myra bueno silva looked very good at at a return to bandweight beating wu yanan clan uh 29 28 29 28 30 27 not really much to say about this one other than uh wu yanan looking surprised at this decision is hilarious yeah. She got the shit kicked out of her um, pretty yeah. repeatedly for the whole fight and somehow thought she had walked away with a win. <laughs> hey, she got a bonus. Wu Yunnan Klan ain't nothing to F with. She she got 50000 bucks. So um, so did Moira Bueno Silva. That was the fight of the night. Um, hit that one. We hit the next one. It was a little harder than, than we – well, actually, this, this scorecard did not – um, reflect how difficult this fight was for Pat Sabatini, but he beat TJ Laramie 30-26, 30-26, 30-26, another f- minus 4, 25 win for us, but uh, Laramie was way more game uh, in the grappling uh, realm than I think we had anticipated. Yeah, he, he did a really uh, phenomenal job at, at stuffing some of the early attempts from Sabatini. I, I think it actually poses more questions from Sabatini than it um, answers for Laramie. Uh, at the end of the day, like, he was good enough to beat a guy who he should have beaten pretty easily, but now I'm kind of wondering just how good those takedowns are if he takes a step up. So uh, that that's certainly an interesting one. But uh, yeah, like the the score is was far closer than thirty twenty six. However, I think the judges did a great job in that fight in calling it exactly what it was. Yeah, no, 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 no complaint about the the score, but yeah, it doesn't reflect 
the actual fight, I think, or, or the uh, the tightness of the fight. So, yeah, I guess it shows our, our expectations for Pat Sabatini that he can win 30-26 on three scorecards, and, and we're still uh, saying that he has more work to do. But uh, I think it's true. And then the opener of the main card, Welchweight's Munir Laziz beat our underdog pick, Anj Losa, 32-7, Just outclassed Losa. Losa looked good. He definitely looks UFC um, caliber, but uh, Laziz really picked him apart when he chose to. Yeah, I, I'm sort of blaming this one on uh, Losa looking a little slower, which I, I'm assuming kind of has to do with the late notice and the weight cut and all that kind of stuff. Um, I... I I'm not sure I would necessarily pick Lusa if you rematched him with a full fight camp, but I'd think about it again um, because he looked much slower than he looked in both the Doomsday Howard and the Jack Della Maddalena fights. So I, I think there's a better Ange Lusa in there than what we saw. Um, but like, yeah, like Lizez did what he needed to to pick him apart from the outside. And then because this is MMA, uh, Lizez, uh gave a shout out to a notorious crime, a leader of a crime cartel that you have, that you uh, you asked just put a five million dollar bounty on. So, yeah, normal MMA. normal type normal type stuff. Yes, because MMA folks. So there you go. Um, so that was the main card. I went two and four. Dan went three and three. Oh, but things are going to get worse for Dan coming up. You just wait. We're going to get to the prelims, which you would think he would be an expert on since he's been doing prelim stuff for how long now, Dan? Like you started your career covering prelims. And now, now look at you, three and five in the prelims. I've moved up to beating you in the main card. <laughs> Perhaps. <yeah. laughs> All right. Let me tell you about Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on in the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle, play, race, win. And we're brought to you by Prop Swap America, buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and Prop Swap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many Prop Swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling championship futures all playoffs long. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever listing the trophy. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Generally real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Just don't sell your Phoenix Suns futures. Hang on to those. All right. Here's a heartbreaking uh, fight, Dan. Main, uh, main event of the prelims. Heavyweights, Devin Clark, TKO'd William Knight. Uh, third round, 321. We did not see this coming. We had Big Willie at the plus 145. We said that Clark does not pose a threat to him, and Clark knocked him out somehow. 
Yeah, the elbow was great. Uh, yep. I, I almost wonder if if it has something to do with Clark just being able to be fresh and a heavyweight. But then again, he didn't come in all that heavy. He came in at 223. Um, so, hey, maybe we're just seeing a new invigorated Devin Clark. But I, I man, if you told me this fight was going to end this way, I probably would have laughed at you. It is a very surprising one uh, for Devin Clark to go in there and land that big elbow. Knight, I'll also say this, too. Knight just did not look as powerful as I kind of assumed he would at heavyweight. While being bigger and clearly putting on some muscle mass here, I I don't – I don't – was not impressed with uh, his display of power, with the exception of that crazy uh, German suplex he he whipped out of nowhere in the middle of the second round – or the end of the second round, rather. That was – that was classic Willie Knight, uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, like not particularly impressed with what we saw. Good for Devin Clark, like, dude, you, good to see this dude figuring it out wherever he figures it out because sometimes he looks like a world beater, sometimes he doesn't. And th- last night he looked pretty damn good. Penny Kianzad looked pretty good. We had her minus four twenty-five. Uh, she beat Lena Landsberg twenty-nine twenty-eight, twenty-nine twenty-eight, twenty-nine twenty-eight. I don't know. Is there much to say about this fight, Dan? No, exactly what we said. She would be faster. She's gained more uh, levels to her game since Landsberg's been out. And, you know, who knows what the delay really did to Lena Landsberg, you know, the fact that she's been out for a while. But, yeah, like, tough one here for her. Having kids is no picnic either, so. Um, What's the next fight? Lightweights, Drakkar Klosa, TKO, punches Brandon Jenkins. He looked fantastic. Yeah. Took him 33 seconds into the second round. He was very close to finishing in the first. But Closa, despite saying he still messed up from Jeremy Stevens' push, uh, looked pretty darn good last night. And we had him at minus 600. So that was a big, big payday for us. Yeah, I mean, like, for him, we we were just wondering whether or not he was the same version that we that left, you know, before that shove. And he was, you know, he's the guy who stunned Benil Dariush, who's now ranked, what, number five or six in the UFC or something like that. Like, he's the same guy who stunned him and basically had a beat, uh, and you put him up against the guy who was 0-1 in the UFC. So he beat him down uh, appropriately. (laughs) And Herb Dean was trying to... Uh, make sure Jenkins was dead before he called the fight. So that's why it lasted uh, into the well, second round. Well, he had a good stoppage last week, so you can't expect, <laughs> you know, true. lightning to strike twice. <laughs> it's true. Uh, lightweight Hoffa Garcia, Rafa Garcia beat Jesse Ronson. Submission, rear naked choke. Second round, 450 into it. I hit this one, of course, minus 115. That was a nice score for me. Dan was wrong again. Um, I was hoping Garcia's grappling would would carry him through here, and it did. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting him to be as successful with his ground game, but it looked good. And now, uh, you know, Rafa Garcia quietly put two together together in a row, largely behind his wrestling. So, um, you know, kind of meeting the hype we thought he had behind him when he came out of Kambache. So um, good for him. Look forward to seeing him fight again because it was exciting. Um, this one was another heartbreaker, but I got it right. Martin Boudet, minus 220, beat Huggy Bear Chris Barnett. This was another one of our technical decisions uh, because uh, 135 into the round three, Boudet inadvertently elbowed Barnett in the back of the head, and so they went to the scorecards, and he won three rounds to none, 327, 327, 327. Silver line here for you, Dan, is this uh, sets up our Chris Barnett-William Knight dream fight. So first of all, my dream fight is actually I, I've changed my mind. Uh, okay. I want I want William Knight 
because because he he does like press against people a little bit and try to use his muscle. I don't want that for Chris Barnett after okay. last night. I want somebody who's going to stand and just throw leather with him. Yep. So instead, I've moved on to I really need Thick Willie Knight. Uh, to fight Ilir Latifi. That's, that's what name popped in my head. <laughs> yeah, like it needs we'll, we'll to happen, right? Way. Like those yep. those two very clearly should be able to make two hundred five balls of muscle. Uh, let's yeah. just let's just let them clash and see what the fuck happens with it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna go back to my Kai Ohio point. Like, in what world do you throw an elbow clearly to the back of somebody's head? And uh, the ref deems that it's illegal enough to not give you a TKO, uh, but somehow unintentional. Like, I, I, <laughs> you can't throw an elbow to the back of somebody's head unintentionally. Like, I, he didn't move. It's not like he moved and you, like, happened to catch the back of his head because he was moving in a funny direction. He was standing still with his head down, and you struck him directly in the back of the head. And then we're like, oh, darn, hit him in the back of the head. Like... That, again, should be a DQ win for Huggy Bear. Again, the right guy won, similar to Kaibo Ohio, and, and the MMA gods give it and they take it away for me because I got one of these right and one of these wrong. But it really should be flip-flopped in the ones I got right and ones I got wrong. That is MMA for you, and you pretty much summed up um, Chris Barnett in the clinch. He did move, uh, you said there, and that pretty much was the problem with Chris Barnett. He was kind of uh, allowing himself to be grappled too much. Yeah, I mean, like, that's always kind of been the knock on him, right? Like, is is that, like, he's so fun when he's in the open. He did do a good job early on in the fight in getting off that cage. But, like, as time went on, it's clear that Boudet's size just wore on him. Yep. Um, Lightweights, Jordan Levitt, who I thought I had picked, but I didn't actually, Dan. You thought I picked him too, right? But I went back and checked. I did not pick him. Uh, I had Trey Ogden, sadly. Uh, Trey Ogden won split decision 28-29, You lost the split decision. So, uh, I'm sorry, yes. Oh, um, Levitt won, correct. Um, see, I messed up again. So um, I had this one wrong. Sadly, I was in your boat, Dan. <laughs> well, it, I, first of all, the fact that this is a split decision, somebody's got to check on Junichiro Camacho, or Junichiro Camijo, uh as the judge who got it wrong. Man, for some reason I botched that, and he's on there all the time. Uh, that's one of the worst scorecards I've seen in a while. Uh, there's no way you give Trey Ogden the second or third round. There's just no way. And, and he won the first round largely just because he stole it at the very end with, like, a really nice guillotine attempt. But, like, he did not win the second or the third, and that's coming from somebody who picked him and was rooting for him and wanted him to win. Um if you look at the media scores, it was uh, 11 people scored it for Jordan Levitt. Seven scored it for Trey Ogden, which seemed like a lot to me. I was like, how did seven people score this for Trey Ogden? Right. Here we go. Four of them are from SureDog. <laughs> so it's actually 11 to three when you only count sane media it's members. so strange. It's, it's really weird. They're the worst scorecards I've ever seen. Weird. <laughs> Even with, with Shawnee Sheehan over there, it's not rubbing off on them. They're still. Well, uh, he, he still logs his. I, I would yeah. say first of all, he still logs his under severe MMA. Yeah. And yeah. so it, his his scorecard was correct. It, it's up in yes. the, the left <laughs> note. Uh, but well, the the four that log theirs under Sherdog just turn in the worst fight cards ever. Along <laughs> with uh, again a. Another like tipster who is clearly just scoring the fights for the person he thinks he bet on. <laughs> yeah. No, I I thought about on Levitt, so I was happy after this one, but uh, alas, I did not. Um, you can at least be happy la- for Levitt. That dude's a good I dude. Know. 
Yeah, he's a good dude. The Monkey King rises again. All right. Um, we got the next one wrong, too. Um, Sam Hughes got her first win in four tries in the UFC. Uh, majority decision 29, 27, 27, 28, 28. We had a lot of wacky stuff this weekend. Uh, you don't see a lot of majority decisions, but she beat Estella Nunes, who apparently thought it was a one round fight and uh, stopped fighting after one round. Yeah, the physicality of Hughes was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, she, we've always known she's like kind of an athlete, but never been able to like put it together real well. Um, so that's good to see that it's happened. I would also say, you, you know, you mentioned the 28-28 score being kind of crazy. Did you happen to see who put the 28-28 score out there? Adelaide Bird? Our was old it? friend Adelaide Bird. It was. I see I guess. I didn't see it. I just I'm just guessing, but wow. Yeah. It's okay. wild that, that that you were able to guess that. But yeah, Adelaide. How did she Bird. score it? Um she hang on. Make hang it around a draw? Uh I believe I believe she gave a ten eight to Hughes oh, in the second. On. No, in the third. Ten eight to Hughes in the third, but she gave the second to Nunez somehow. Uh, I'm all for ten eight, but come on now. Well, Come she on. she did lose a point to an eye poke, so... Oh, right, yes, yes, right. yes, yes. So it should have been a 10-8, but I don't know yes. how in the world you give Nunez uh, uh, the second round. That's just like a yeah. wild scorecard. Yeah, this was a very legal, uh, legal night of, of fights, or weekend of fights. Uh, lots of lots of infractions. And then to open up the night, uh, Healy Alatang, or Alatang Healy, uh, TKO'd Kevin Kroom, 47 seconds into the fight. So things started off good for us because we got minus 180 on that one. Yeah, and I, I was, you know, we, we talked about how Kevin Kroom is, you know, one of his issues up at, at featherweight was he wasn't the fastest featherweight, right? He was long and lanky, uh, which is always an advantage he's had, but he's just been a little bit too slow for a lot of people. And then he went down a weight class. That doesn't help, dude. Like, that just, <laughs> no. makes, it, that just makes it fucking worse, and it made it really bad because um, Alatang just starts him. Question for you though: How in the yes. hell does Haile Alatang not get a performance bonus for that one? Like, Correct. Yes. My goodness, yeah, I, what a weird choice. Yes, I didn't go over the performance bonuses. I told you the fights of the night: uh, Silva and Wu Yanan Clan. Who Dan did not laugh at my joke yet for that? I, yeah, it's a, Wu, it's a Wu, it's a Wu Clan joke. I, yeah. I, um, <laughs> and then Andre Fialo and Drakkar Kolosa won the fifty grand for um, performances of the night. But yeah. Uh, Alatang couldn't have done much more. 47 seconds took him to uh, finish that. But a lot of times, um, early prelim people do get um, do get discriminated in these uh, in these bonuses. But it should be the other way around because they're the ones that make the least amount of money. But anyhow, we don't give out the bonuses; we just report them. So uh, that ended Dan's terrible, horrible, no good night. He went six and eight. He lost 537 dollars <laughs> and, and 19 cents based on 100 dollar bets uh, for the year. You're still at. 60% for your pick, so that's good. You're down $876. That's not good, Dan. Um, for me, I went 9-5. and five. Jan, I uh, made 45 bucks. So for the year, I'm at 68%. My percentage actually went down. Uh, that's how good I'm um, somehow doing this year. My, I went 9-5, and five and I actually went down to 68%. I'm up $822.65, which is a 5.6 return on investment. Holler at me. Tag along. Tail along. Stop telling me how great Gumby is, please. But Dan will remind you, recommended plays is the place where he shines, right? Ooh, not this week. <laughs> no. Recommended plays, 0-4, minus 100 bucks for Dan. He had Luke, he had Ogden, he had Knight, he had Sabatini in the first round. Whiffed on all of those. Um, I had Luke, half of my money went to Luke, which did not come through. I had uh, Ohio, I had Sabatini, and then I had Knight. Um, so I ended up 2-2, two and two, but I was down 30. 
31 bucks. So not quite as bad, but not good either. So on the year, I'm at 57%. I'm a recommended place, which still sucks. I'm way worse picking recommended place than I am picking every fight, which doesn't make sense. But I'm up 67 bucks, 5.8% return on investment. Dan, 53% on his picks. So I have eclipsed him there, um, but he's up more money. 92.83, 8.1% return on investment. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have to pick those up for next week. We are going to have to for sure. Uh, next week would be next week slash this week whenever you're getting this in your ear. UFC fight night Limos versus Andrade, but really it is the return of the future barber, uh, Macy Barber is, is oh, the big fight see, on the card. Did you see she's not the only like Gumby hatred fight on the card either? Let me see. I'm gonna scan through here. It's definitely not Bozer and Romanoff. He loves loves those two, right? Um, yeah. Who else to see? It's not Manel Cape because he likes him. Oh, I love Manel Cape. There are actually quite a few people we like here. It's not Ike Villanueva who was on Top Turtle last week. He's a, he's a nice guy. It's not Tyson Pedro. He's a fun guy too. Uh, is it Dean Barry, Dan? No, no, is no. Is it Mike no, Jackson? No. no, I interviewed Mike Jackson oh, this week wait a too. Here it is. It wasn't on the official card. We got the Beverly Hills Ninjas back this yeah, week, everybody. My, my God, do I do I hate Jordan Wright? <laughs> Jordan Wright and Macy Barber. Who do I'm you hate same, more? Definitely Macy Barber, because Jordan Wright isn't like uh, isn't like full of himself talking about he's going to be the youngest champ, even though he's got like six months left and is on a losing streak. Beverly Hills um, Ninja though. Yeah, and he is Did so he, he, he is so frustrating to watch fight <laughs> because yeah. like. He's clearly got some gifts, clearly fights like a freaking moron, and somehow wins anyway. Like <laughs> He has gifts and gifts, correct? Correct. Yep. That, that's a great way of putting it. Yep. And, you know, this is a, a sneaky good fight card, actually. We got uh, main event, Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade, a women's strawweight, possibly number one contender fight, or, or very well uh, close to that. It depends how, they, how things play out. Clay Guida, Claudia Puelis, Tanner Bozer, Alexander Romanov. That's a fun one. Lana Venata, Charles Jordan. Fun one. Macy, the future hairstylist versus Montana De La Rosa. Steve Garcia versus Damir Hadzovic. Then we got Manal Capes return versus Sue Mudergy. That's a good fight. Luis Koski versus Preston Parsons. Dwight Grant versus Sergey Kandosko. Kandosko. Tyson Pedro finally is returning versus like Villanueva. Quilling Aori versus Cameron Els. Marcin Prochnio versus Philippe Linz. Dean Barry, he's hyped up Irish guy, right, I believe? Yeah, versus... le- less hyped than, like, an Ian Gary. Right. But like, he's barely fought, like if, hasn't he? If you like, if, it's like if you got Ian Gary off a of wish. Yeah. <laughs> and he's fighting Michael Jackson. Not not that Michael Jackson. And then Jordan Wright versus Mark andre Barrio. So we can cheer for the Canadian, at least, Dan. We, we can do that, yep. Good fight card, though, right? It's a, it's not bad. There's there's a few names I really love on it because you know I've talked about how I love Romanoff and and Manel Cape. Yes. So like those two make the night for me entirely. Two totally separate body type, different body types. Those two. They are they are very different looking fellas. Dan <laughs> Dan does not have a type apparently when it comes to these guys because uh... I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, it's not really a, a big star. Uh, top heavy star powered card, but it's it's got a lot of people that we'd like to that nerds that listen to this podcast, the gents that listen to this podcast like to see. So we got that, and we'll, we'll and we'll give you a couple um, cyborgs fighting in Bellator, and the women's flyweight belt is on the line too in Bellator. So we'll uh, we'll break down those fights for you as well, and who knows who knows what else we'll do. So um, that's 
let's put this baby to bed. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. If you could, Jeff Fox writer, he is Gumby Vreeland. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe to the actual MMA Gambling Podcast feed so you can get it into your ears sooner or wherever you stick it. You can stick it anywhere you want. I don't care. Uh, just subscribe. And if you give us a review, that would be really great and a rating because the golf guys are dominating all the uh, all the reviews. Only ones we get are yelling at us for being lefties. So it would be nice to get some, some reviews if you actually do like us. Um, maybe this is the wrong week to ask after Dan did you dirty last weekend. But anyhow. I'm putting it out there as it is. Um, read my stuff, moneymma.substack.com and sportsgummypodcast.com. I just, if you're into fantasy baseball, I just posted my waiver wire piece for this coming week. Um, players to get in on to help you win a week. I just stole my in the SGPN league. I just saved myself with a waiver pickup today that I was losing 7-3 and ended up going 5-5. So uh, apparently it's a big deal. Everyone's making a big deal over that. But anyhow. So you can read that and plus all our other sports are all covered there as well. And then Dan's podcast are prelim primer, prelim primer. Yes. Primer picker was the column you wrote. Primer is the, is the spoken word podcast. And then he's top turtle MMA, right? Correct. <laughs> okay. Let's put this one to bed. He is Gumby Beverly Hills, Ninja Vreeland. I am the future hairstylist Jeff Fox, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.